Hello and welcome to today's episode of Design Your Legacy. I'm Rosanna, your host and founder of fine jewellery company Rosanna Croft Jewellery. Design Your Legacy is a podcast which I hope can inspire you to think about the legacy you're leaving behind and the change that you can make in the world by living your life meaningfully. Today, I speak to the wonderful fashion and coaching duo, Becky Leeson and Julia Darlington. These women both have very impressive backgrounds in the fashion industry and are now taking their experience to the next level to empower women into feeling incredible from the inside out. We speak about all things around the confidence it takes to be a woman, how we dress, imposter syndrome, the subconscious mind and how legacy can be as sweet as sharing a moment with someone. There is so much to take from this episode that these wise ladies share. You may have to listen to it twice. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Today, we've got double trouble on Design Your Legacy, and I'm joined by Julia and Becky. So, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. How are you both doing? Really good. Really good. Amazing. Great. (laughs) So... I mean, I've got so many questions for you both. Um, And like I say, I think this will be a really interesting conversation. But can you both just explain a bit about what your current roles in life are um, and introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, I'm going to pick on Becky to go first. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start with my current role in life. And I was thinking about that, actually. I've got I feel like I've got quite a varied role in life at the moment I suppose I'm a business owner but I was thinking about it and thinking I'm a wife I'm a daughter I'm a sister and I actually went quite deep with it and I was like and also you know a friend to a few quite a few people but quite a close-knit community of friends that I've got um so yeah my role is quite varied and I think since I've not been working in a career where I was commuting into London every day I've been able to broaden that role I think quite a bit and I've always liked being I'm quite traditional I've always liked being you know the wife and kind of like doing kind of housey bits Um, and I've actually been able to explore that a bit more and even over the last few weeks I've become a bit more of a a chef And I've been exploring a bit more with the way I cook because I feel that that's another outlet for me and my creativity. Um, So my background is, in terms of my career, is fashion. And I worked in fashion for 23 years and I was a buyer for Topshop. Um, And I worked at Office and I worked at ASOS, which was all very exciting. And I absolutely loved what I did for a career. Um, And I look back so fondly on it. And I think having met Julia, who's had a very, very similar career background to me we that's I think why we got on so so well and we sparked up a relationship like we've known each other forever I think and we often reminisce about trips that we did or just how how our careers actually played out and what we did on a daily basis and that's actually I think at the time I always give myself a bit of a hard time because I think did I really appreciate what I had when I did my career and what I was doing and I and I think I did. And I think sometimes the memories of what you did um, and thinking back on it are actually more special, probably, than the time that you were actually there. So, yeah, I've had my role in life, like I say, is quite varied. And I quite like playing that varied 
role um and I think the one thing I'll come on to when we talk about it later is the one role I've not got is that of a mother which I tried for my husband and I tried for 10 years to have children and we had eight rounds of IVF and that's one of the reasons I do what I do because I want to talk talk about that because I don't think people talk about it and I we had a couple of miscarriages and I think that's the one role I don't play in life but it's the role that I feel I can explore Mm. and kind of give my maternal instinct too in what I do now as a business owner where where I by myself help give women confidence and empower them but also through what I've been doing with Julia to actually be that confidant and that maternal mother figure to to other women just give them an ear to listen to and perhaps give my advice and my experience in that way that's me (laughs) I think wow I've got there's so there's there's so much comes to mind from from that but I'll we'll we'll come back to it so Julia over to you thank you you're gonna have a have something to really deal with Becky and I because we could talk forever <laughs> as we do we do we talk forever I'm like Becky said we both have worked in the same industry for many many years I've been in it for the last 35 years actually which sort of shows my age but in terms of my role that's a really interesting question because I'm a wife I'm a mother to a gorgeous 19-year-old man. I'm a daughter, and, I, and my role with regards to that is my mother passed away a couple of years, so I very much am there to support my dad because he's very elderly and he's sort of around the corner from me. And I'm a sister. I've got a brother and a sister and a friend. But I'm also a coach, a business coach, a mentor, personal development coach. I'm also a consultant. I think both Becky and I, entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs. And I think from a role perspective and what drew Becky and I very much together was this passion for supporting women and empowering women and inspiring women to be able to be their fullest, best versions of themselves. So I, thinking of that role, I see that very much as being an inspirer, a motivator, an energizer, as you said, Becky, a confidant, but also for me, very much making order out of chaos, very much showing a pathway, taking the madness, the confusion, the stuff that's going on, breaking it down into its requisite parts and then building it back up again into a simple sort of step-by-step path to take women forward because we all get stuck so that role, and I do that in my life. I do that with my son. I was actually up till about midnight last night having a very, very interesting in-depth conversation with my son last night about, actually, we won't go into this today because it's a bit heavy, the purpose of life, mm. <laughs> the meaning of life, actually, and very much taking his scrambled, not that it's all scrambled because he's very intelligent, but scrambled thinking and being able to extract bits and then play it back to him and then come up with different ways of approaching things and moving forward. So very varied role, actually. But I think both Becky and I, I think that's what what draws us together. We're both individuals that love variety and and yeah. and dealing with lots and lots and lots of different things and <laughs> energizes us. And do you think, Becky? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I think. And I don't think perhaps I knew, like variety is the spice of life, right? And yeah. um, 
And I actually don't think I truly stopped and thought about the variety of my life as it is right now until I was asked that, you know, I was asked that question. And it's like, yeah, actually, there we do all play a lot of roles in our life and we probably don't even stop to stop to actually think, think about, about it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an I think it's something that people sh- it's a question you should ask everybody. <laughs> yeah. But don't you think as well, we all, I think what's been, what's really interesting for myself and a lot of the women I'm talking to at the moment, actually, I'm 56, 57 this year. And I've been talking to a lot of women actually around the same sort of age to me more recently. And we're sort of in that third stage of life, if you like. And, and a lot of, I was talking to a wonderful woman yesterday who I've known for many, many years, and she's a bit older than I am. And she's her she's been made redundant recently and talking about the labels that we've had placed upon us or we've put upon ourselves Mm. the label of oh I'm a buying director or a brand director or I'm a this or I'm a that and and very much being defined and I think confined by a label whereas stepping into this stage of life it's about removing all the labels actually and there seems to be a common thread around authenticity and our roles and our beings and who we are is about actually I gave Becky an example I told Zach this last night actually Becky Becky and I did a um an event as you know yeah Rosanna an event at Albright and I wore what I because we haven't gone to work or I haven't gone to work because I'm self-employed, gone into a workplace for, you know, a year and a half. But I put on what has always been my sort of fail-safe outfit that made me feel empowered and good and great about myself and gave me confidence. And I said to Becky, I don't feel right in this. I really don't feel right in this because I'm not that person anymore. I'm not that person and I'm not defined, not that I felt defined by it, but... I'm not defined anymore by having to present myself as who I thought I had to be in that corporate environment that we've come from. It's really interesting. You know, my hair, I've left to go natural as opposed to straightening every day. There's something about finding that authenticity and finding, feeling comfortable with who I am actually. Yeah. And listening more to what's really inside and who I am as opposed to especially in the industry we've been in which is all about what you look like it's all about it is you look each other up and down without even realizing you're doing it yeah everyone's assessing each other by what they're wearing what they look like and you make you make a judgment you make um you assume something before you've actually got I I remember once going out with some friends in London years and years ago and one of our friends had a new girlfriend and she'd never met me before. And as the evening progressed, she pulled me to one side and she said, Becky, I've made an assumption of you and you're nothing like I thought you were going to be because she yeah. assumed I worked in fashion. I did this. I think she thought that I was, she labeled me to be somebody because of what she'd heard. And she was, you're nothing like I was expecting you to be. And I think that's what Julia and I both understand whether you gain more more of a feeling for that as you get older you become more comfortable in yourself and I'm sure it is but that's what Julia and I want to want to 
do to help and support and empower people like Julia's just said is actually just to go with you and who you feel yeah and um how you dress I think from what Julia's just said does have such a massive impact on on who you are and how you actually how you actually express yourselves to people so yeah I think it's we're we're very much a label society aren't we and we assume something about and I do it I've assumed things but actually I think being let loose for want of another word where I've not been going into an office every day and I've not been mixing with people that are in the same industry as me I've met a much more varied selection of people and actually the people I've met you know they've got a story they've done this they've done that but we're just assuming that they're doing that as a job now it doesn't mean that that's what they've been doing all their life they've actually done something they've got so much to talk about and I think that's what's exciting probably about the situation we've all been in for the last however long it is because I've lost count is there's opportunity to meet different people and Julia and I will go into many different spaces and meet people that we probably would never have met no absolutely I think that's um, w- one thing that the last 18 months <laughs> has given us almost um, is a bit more, is more freedom, freedom to meet different people, freedom to be who we actually are and look at our roles in life and and choose the roles that we want and let go of the ones that we don't. And the labels. I mean, I'm very much I thought that I had to look, be, act a certain way as probably trying to prove myself as a businesswoman. Um, I used to wear pencil skirts and shirts because that's what I thought I had to, because I was in a, um, I was part of an accelerator group that um, was full, full of tech entrepreneurs. And um, I was very, I felt I very much had to prove myself there. So you dress the part, don't you? And you put the labels on yourself. Well, you, I don't know if you put, you have to be comfortable in yourself to, ignore the label and just be yourself but Mm. this last year there's been so much I mean people have been living in workout gear for the last year and I don't think I don't think that does much for anybody's identity if I'm honest I've I've put my joggers at the bottom of the drawer (laughs) um but I think it has given us time to reflect on who we want to be and what we want to be and you know what we what we want to do um, I'm just going to ask you because I'm dying to know how the two of you actually met uh, because it feels like it, it can't I get like a sister vibe from the two of you so, <laughs> so, so like or like you said a lifelong friend but you obviously met through work no no huh? we've both got a mutual friend um who he introduced us and it was only when was it Becky uh January I think you're joking yeah. No, no, and and so we just had a call. We just had a call, and, and the got, rest is history. Yeah, oh. figured out that we knew a few people that you know we'd both work with or whatever. Yeah. And in that one conversation, we were chatting about what we did and what we're passionate about, and we decided that we'd do something together. Amazing! Yeah. Literally, it, and literally within a matter of months, we'd pull together a program and we're done whatever, and we'd never met each other. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. So talk me through. So so tell our listeners the program. Tell us what you do together because I think it's really powerful. So in your in your words, what is what is the impact you're both making? Shall I start, Julia? Um 
So like Julia said, we had a conversation and I think even coming off our first Zoom call, and we were on it for quite a while, we'd already arranged that we were going to meet on Friday and we discussed that we could perhaps do a workshop together and we'd even come, I think, we'd even got to the point where we knew we were going to call it from the inside out, didn't we? We'd almost got to that point and we just met every single week and we ended up, we started with like, um, we're sending things each other like ideas in the week and we just came up with these different titles and we were like right how about six online workshops um and I'd written just recently started to write newsletters and so I used one of the titles from my first newsletter and Julia was like yes I can work that in and then Julia sent some ideas through and I was like yep I can work with that and we just it literally just naturally came together and we just knew that all the things that Julia said at the start we knew we wanted to empower inspire motivate coach I think with Julia and I both having worked in the industry we'd worked in that was very female dominated and also because we both worked our ways up going back to labels to titles um I think the reason I wanted to do that and to build where I did in a career is because I wanted to be able to coach people and motivate them it wasn't necessarily about the title for me it was about what I could do with that responsibility for want of a better word and I think Julia and I were just we've got I think we've I speak for for you as well Julia I think we've both got so much to give and we've been in an industry and that's just not the industry that we're gonna you know we're gonna do deliver these workshops to but we've both been in an industry that was really quite demanding and stressful and you know whatever industry you work in you want to go and feel like you when you go into work because you get the most out of you so I think we both had we we both realized very soon I think from that first call that we'd got the same values and we both wanted to work with women in the same way but it was clearly quite obvious that Julie was doing it from the inside out and I was doing it from the outside in and that that's my take on it Julia I don't I know you're going to say things now and it's going to be amazing and I'm going to go yes that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> basically the fundamental reason for doing it was to help women with confidence and self-belief because we both know, both personally, having had very successful careers, actually, but what you see on the outside is not what's going on on the inside. You might appear to have it all on the outside. You know, Becky and I were both, you know, I was a chief brand officer, I was on the board, I was a director, I was travelling the world, I was doing all these things. And don't get me wrong, fabulous and had some wonderful experiences and met some amazing people. But inside, those fears of I'm not good enough and I'm going to bugger all of this up and I'm going to be found out. And don't think about it because you might be too scared to do it. (laughs) I don't don't really know what I'm doing and I'm not as good as everybody else. and, 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 And on the outside, people wouldn't have thought that. And but we know that all of us feel those things, all of us at some point or another. You might feel it all the time or not. But most women don't feel able to tell anybody because it's being vulnerable and you see it as a weakness. And in Mm -hmm. the world we've all lived in all our lives, no disrespect, but it's very much a man's world. And the rules and the way in which we've been told we have to operate are are very much based on the way that men do. Mm -hmm. And if we show our vulnerability, it'll be seen as weakness. 
and it will have a negative impact on what we do in our careers. So people haven't actually said those things. No one's ever actually said that to me, but that's the story I've got in my head, and I think many women do. So having worked in corporate for 35 years and understanding the business side, but then becoming a coach um, and working with women, both in terms of a, a mentoring, business mentoring and coaching perspective, but also from a personal development point of view, Becky and I saw that there was a journey that there was a synergy between Becky started off with because of her business around well, how you look on the outside and how you dress and how you think about what that impacts hugely on your confidence and yeah. your self-esteem. So she'd started off like she re- uh, referenced about one of the first newsletters called Your Base Layer, which was about your underwear and how if you get that right, then everything else naturally happens. So I thought, well, when she mentioned that, I thought, well, yeah, well, I could go into the subconscious mind mm-hmm. and all stuff that happens on the inside. And before you can move forward on anything, you need to understand the power of your subconscious mind and what's going on. And naturally, it's, it's been really interesting. We both said, before we did any of the workshops, we didn't talk about what we we're going to talk about. At yeah. all. We, had a title. we had a title, didn't we? Yeah. But it always worked. It yeah. just there was a synergy. So I did a PowerPoint presentation because I was doing the chat and Becky had obviously all the props and the product. But we didn't know what we, all we knew was the title. All we knew was the title and that we had sort of half an hour each. That we always <laughs> overran, obviously we always ever ran. Um, so we went through these natural stages of we started on the inside I can't remember all the titles now, but it was a natural building. Yeah. What were they, Becky? Have you got them in front of you? I, do you remember? There was one called Courageous You. We all have a choice and the art of you. So I dealt very much with things like the fear, the fear yeah. that holds back and explaining what is fear and how can you manage those fears and tips and tricks and tools that you can utilize to manage it and Becky the fear element in the building the confidence very much around the choices it all sort of linked in together but it was a program where if you attended every single one of them it built but equally I mean most people that attended did actually attend all of them so there was a definite building and the feedback we got was phenomenal it was yeah. transformative yeah. and we have small groups of women so it was very informal it was very much a safe space to share and because it was quite a small intimate group we had the opportunity at the end to bounce ideas off each other yeah Um, and we followed up there was a recording for everybody they had the powerpoint presentation we did takeaway tips yeah summary sheet of each one that everyone had so now we've sort of got that blueprint and we've brainstormed. We weren't able to get together physically, so we did a Zoom brainstorm. A few For about ago. three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had my... Um, PowerPoint presentations. Yes, I had a flip chart and colour pen. I know, it's very exciting. And I stood up doing it all, didn't I, back in yep. the kitchen? So it's very exciting. Um, and we've got all these wonderful ideas of what we can do with that content, not just redoing the workshops, but what we can do in terms of taking it to people in terms of a book we've talked about. Yeah. 
recordings, lots of different things, because we want to spread the word. We want to help as many women as possible feel bloody amazing about themselves because they are amazing. We all are. Exactly. It is so important. And this is why I love what you're both doing. And what I also love is, you know, Julia, we're obviously members at the Albright and and for me, and they've got their thing is sisterhood and sisterhood works. And the way that you two have come together and you're doing this for other women, it just really, I find it really empowering before we even delve into like the, the work that you do. These aren't the things that we're taught throughout our earlier years, our career, and we're supposed to try and figure it all out ourselves, how to feel good on the inside how to believe in yourself how to um I mean believing in yourself I just feel like I blag it all the time like like Becky said don't think about it otherwise you'll real or you'll think that you can't do it you just get on with it but we're not taught this stuff so it's great that there are women like yourselves going out there and and talking about it and teaching people about it and I've just written to eight local schools near me um, and I'd love it, you know, if Julia and I could do something like that together, even if for now it's just the local area and I just talk about the bits of my my part of the workshop that I'm doing and also about the circular fashion economy because I believe that it starts at a much younger age and I feel, without going too deep, that what we teach our children at school, you know, how we change that because the world has changed so much and in terms of how do you, how do you give yeah everybody confident but in what Julia and I are doing how do you give women the confidence to do that because you know young girls are under so much pressure right now and before they've even got to the workplace you know I I was fortunate enough to for a mother to bring her daughter over um, last summer who was 16 because she wanted to teach her daughter that she has her own individuality she is her own person and to have the confidence to be like that and I think if Julia and I can go and have quite a breadth and a broad spectrum of an audience and building a community I mean we got we got amazing feedback from one of the members didn't we at the Albright who couldn't she was like my god this is such a genius idea and I think Julia was so and I was so like we're used to going to work just getting on with stuff we we plated and develop these workshops together without actually really thinking about it and then for somebody to give them that feedback alongside the women that actually came to all of our online ones it's only then that I think we probably both stopped and thought hang on a minute yeah perhaps we've done look what we've done without being very unassuming and actually that's what's so authentic about it because it genuinely is what we're passionate about and that we can make we know we can make a difference I mean one of the things that I'm involved with which I didn't sort of mention at the beginning is I'm a partner for a fully regular regulated corporate finance business. And we support SMEs um, in terms of business advisory on getting them pitch ready if they want to raise investment and then going out and working with them in terms of introducing them to potential investors. And um, the, the business is also very closely linked with um Actually, the woman that in, in that introduced Becky and I, Harvey and Gill, she's also set up an, an organisation called Eve with Prime Advantage Impact that's encouraging female investors. So not just supporting female founded businesses, but encouraging women to invest. And what's been fascinating from that 
and the dialogue that I've had with so many women as a consequence of it is that the when you look at the way in which women I give an example a woman that wants to raise investment for her business will question whether she's good enough we've talked about this um Rosanna already will question whether she's good enough will question whether she thinks her business why would anybody want to invest in my business why would anybody want to invest in me will go out and not ask for what they actually need. They will ask for less than they need because they don't believe that they deserve it or they're good enough or they're whatever, whatever. Whereas men, and again, I'm not being disrespectful to men, men will go out, ask what they want or more. Uh It's been proven that the questions that a a male investment organisation or male angels or whatever it is, the questions they will ask of a man are about growth and are about opportunity and are about scale and size. And but when they are talk to women, it's about risk mitigation and it's about, well, you know, and and less than one penny out of every pound that is invested in female-funded businesses, one penny out of every pound goes to women and the balance goes to men. I mean, there is such imbalances in the world around women and men. Now, that's not, I'm not blaming anybody for it. it. It just is what it is. And we've grown up, all of us, from all different ages, but the world we've lived in, without us being consciously aware of it, is with those rules and those boundaries and those limitations. And I do believe, I do believe that there is a momentum building with women. And I do believe that we've got a loud voice. And I, you know, you're using the example of um, Albright. I do believe that things are changing, but bloody hell, it's taken so long. Yeah, so I think that there there has been a massive imbalance in between how men and women approach things, how we're encouraged to approach things. It comes back to the labels that are put on us. Um, I do see a massive change on the horizon, and this is a conversation I have quite a lot with women, especially on the podcast, that I think... There is change coming because of incredible women like us speaking out, like the founder of Eve, like encouraging women to embrace themselves, their own individuality, their own passions. I think this is an important one. It's passion. It's what women, we are so passionate about helping people about. And I think most of us have a maternal instinct it's just it's instinct it's natural and we 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 find outlets for that I mean I love making jewelry but um, and I, I love the connection that I get with people from creating these pieces that tell their stories and I think we all get it in our own ways and we all have this outlet that we want to we want to help and that that's what's going to change the world I think and 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 that's what's going to balance men and women I think one of, the, one of the things that we've talked about Becky and I've talked about quite a lot and we probably have Rosanna as well is the, the way in which business has been conducted over you know millennia is a male way of doing it which mm-hmm. tends to be and again no disrespect but tends to be very linear in its thinking very A to B to C to D to E to you know and it's very much about, I know where I want to go and these are the steps I have to take and don't digress. Whereas women do business differently. We are much more holistic. We're much more 360 and we consider all of it. Mm. 
and want to balance it. And, you know, I'm being very generalistic here because obviously there are different men and different women. But the way in which we do business that in the past would have been discouraged, probably, in the world we lived in, women are finding their voice and realising and recognising, not just women, you know, it's been proven that businesses which have got women on the board or women, female founders, outperform male-only businesses in terms of businesses that are on the stock exchange or whatever. They outperform, I can't remember the figure, it's like it's something like 30% or 40%, you know, really? a big number because the way in which we operate, it was interesting, I was talking to two clients the other day, they own their own business and their husbands, um, some of them have sort of invested in the business. Anyway, their husbands are uh, not part of it, but these women are at the stage where they want to raise investment. And the men, and I don't know them from Adam, but the men are very, come on, quick, speed up. Go and do it, yeah. Do, 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 you're too slow, you're going to miss the boat. Whereas the women are, no, we want to do it in our own time. We want to make sure that what, what we're really clear what we want it for. And we want to be really sure that what we invest in is going to take us where we want to get to. And we want to do it at our own pace. And we want to do it at our own time. Now, yes, it's great to be encouraged to maybe do it this way. And, you know, we all want that. But it just shows us a different way of doing it. And it, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. And I think yeah. women generally have thought, what do I know what I'm talking about? You know, maybe I'm just, maybe I should do it that way. Whereas I think we're all beginning to build because we're all talking to each other and we're all, you know, what, you know, that expression, you know, stand, women standing on each other's shoulders. We all want to see us all succeed. Yeah. It's like, but I think the fact that we're all talking to each other and sharing with each other and expressing with each other and realizing that if we've all been feeling like that for such a long time I got told a number of times in the businesses that I've worked you know whoa calm down because I'm passionate because I do a lot of what I do on a gut feeling I feel and it sounds it sounds fluffy it sounds dreamy it sounds airy but it's the way that I've always done business you know I would never have bought when I bought blouses at Topshop I did that because it I went with what my gut was I couldn't buy it all so I had to listen to who I was what my beliefs were it was business in there of course there was I knew who the customer was I knew what the price should be there was a format that I followed but it came from my passion and my feeling for what I had that I could feel it I was in other I was having to be in other people's heads and listen to what the customer wanted and I think I found it I didn't let that dishearten me by being told by someone once calm down and I was a bit like I beg your pardon (laughs) and I'm like I'll just leave now and I'll go and be passionate with someone else someone else who appreciates it and somebody else I used to say to everybody not everyone's like me not everybody's got jazz hands and that's totally fine people need to I used to do that everyone's got jazz not everyone's like me but we all have passion I think that we will express in different ways and that was like I said going back to what I said at the start is that is why I love doing what I do and love doing these workshops with Julia is I love giving women my passion and my energy and my motivation and that's not going to be right for every single woman that I meet 
But that's their choice. And again, that comes back to one of the workshops that Julia and I do. We all have a choice. And that's why, from what I do as a perspective, is I want to do things slightly different. And for me, being more of a confidant stylist, as opposed to what people see as your regular kind of stylist, is I'm trying to get women to find their confidence Mm -hmm. in what they already own. Because and express themselves in what they get but like also talking to Julia like she said is she put old clothing on or clothing that allowed her to be who she needed to be when she won when she worked in a career is that might not be right for you now so let's address what your lifestyle is and let's do it together let's build what we do and I think that's why Julia and I the the, the relationship that we have is so like I said, authentic. And we haven't had to work at it, Julia, have we? Because it's just come to us. What we do and our passion and the way we feel things just comes to us so naturally. It was just like, I don't, I can't think of another term, but I'm going to use marriage made in heaven because it was <laughs> a bit like that. And when you asked us earlier on how we met, I actually could have got teary because I was like, well, actually, haven't known Julia very long, but she's become such a major part of my life and somebody that I can visualize doing so much more with and I think that's actually helped me with like a legacy and who I want to be it's so much more than having my own business it's about the connections that I make with people and someone like Julia and you asking us to talk today that for me is what is my that's what I want to do in terms of what I leave behind I don't need a plaque anywhere that says Becky Leeson lived here I just need (laughs) to know that without sounding cheesy and fluffy and airy that we've done something to help as many people as we can yeah amazing right so that leads us on then really well into I mean I I could this we could sit here and do this all day I I we could make a tv series out of this but what so right I mean we do all leave a legacy don't we whether yeah. we realise it or not, it could be an incredible, exciting, empowering legacy, or it could be one that's, I, I think if a legacy is not well thought out, you just might end up leaving one that you didn't want to leave. So what does the word legacy mean to the two of you? To me, it's, it's leaving, when I've gone, a positive mark or I've I've helped the world or people or individuals or whatever whatever you want to say improve something in their life so for me very much about this what we've been talking about about women and inspiring women and I've got quite a few examples I, I I'll give you an example a couple that I know had had a catering business together for years and years and years and years um best friends and they both had full-time jobs and did this other thing on the side and got to the point where every night coming home and cooking 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 and then going to work and then working over the weekend and it was all a bit stressy and and I got to the point saying well what if what if this was your job what if this was your job what if every day you created food and you did all these events and you blah, 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 blah. 
and that you didn't have to squeeze it in in between and that you could really focus on what you wanted to achieve and you could focus on the business and you could have a restaurant and you could do whatever you wanted to do well, why can't how can I do that and how what if it doesn't work and anyway working with them they both finally hung up their caps in their previous careers and did the jump Amazing. and that's a really successful restaurant and business and have made such a difference to so many other people's lives in terms of experiences that they've given them so for me part of the legacy is would those two people have actually done what they're doing if we hadn't met and hadn't had that dialogue so it's enabling I like I like the idea of being a facilitator or an enabler or a a conduit to enable you know, some of the women I speak to, I had a I had a wonderful conversation with a woman who's got a business and we were talking about purpose. We were talking about vision and purpose because most women I speak to initially don't really know what that is mm. or, or have never had, never felt comfortable with talking about it. So I spoke to the, spoke with this woman. I said, well, where do you want to get to? What do you want it to be? And, well, I don't know. And I said, well, let's just brainstorm them. Let's just sort of see what it could be. And actually she knew what she wanted it to be. She knew what she wanted it to be, but she was too scared to say it because almost by saying it, she had to do it. <laughs> and the legacy was when we actually started thinking, she got really excited and she said, so can I have that? And I said, you bloody can. Of course you can have that and we can work together and you can, we'll get you there and we'll figure out the steps and we'll deal with the barriers and the blocks and the... So for me, legacy is around if I can help one person, one person reach the stars, achieve the dream, then that for me is a legacy. That's enough. You're making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that effect on me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, my, that's the legacy I want to leave. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, amazing. And this is, I mean, Julia is my coach and, you know, and, and that's exactly why I work with you because that oh, it, it's that when you said, she said, can I have that? That's how I feel almost every day. I've just moved into this beautiful new house that I didn't think I could have. And I'm still having to pinch myself as I walk through it. And because it's, can I have that? But and, and that's going to take a lot of work. But making women feel that they can have whatever yeah. the fuck they want exactly. is it, it, that on its own will have a huge impact in the world and really powerful legacy. Yeah. Definitely exciting. Becky, what about you? Legacy. I've got loads of things going through my head. It's quite funny what I just said earlier about not having a plaque because I think that's how I've felt in the past is that you can only really have a legacy if you're somebody so mm. if you're in the public eye and you're noticed and obviously that is not that is not true and I don't think I really believe that but I think that kind of is what kind of I've been sort of made to feel is that if you're if you're somebody you're a celebrity and you know social media has kind of pushed all of that and but just because you're not seen in the public eye doesn't mean that you can't leave a legacy. And that for me is really important. And the first, I think a lot of what Julia said really resonates with me 
is that if I can just, you know, help a few people or one person, and I think what I've what I've been doing over the last sort of couple of years is, you know, I've always been I've always been someone that's happy to talk to people. I got brought up like that. My mum's very much like that. My mum's mum is very much like that. You know, we'd get on the bus, the local bus, and it'd be like, oh, hello. Everybody knew my mum because they knew it was Maisie's daughter. And it was all very chitty chatty. And I've always always been the person that would have waited on a platform for a train and tried to smile at someone or hopefully they smile back to me or wave at someone. And I do that when I'm running now. I thank every car that goes past me because I feel for me that's me making a connection with somebody and I know how I feel when somebody waves back so if I can even just by doing something like that that I might make someone's day who's been feeling a bit poo when they wake up in the morning god I'm gonna get upset now (laughs) just by giving just by giving them a little wave as a and when I first started to write my business plan I even wrote that down it's that if you can make eye contact with someone or wave at somebody that's a moment in time that you have shared with somebody and is it am I going a bit deep no (laughs) it's a moment it's a moment that you share with somebody and if you can change someone's perspective or outlook on how they might be feeling that day um then that then that means an awful lot to me um my husband and I have just recently started open water swimming. Well, he's been doing it for a while. And now I've bought a wetsuit and I'm going to do it. And I've not been able to do it because Julia knows I sprained my ankle a couple of weeks ago. So I'm particularly frustrated and probably that's why I'm teary because I've not been able to run. But Steve got out of the water on Monday night and I was talking to three women sat on this surfboard that's like a seat that's on the side of the lake. And he was like, my God, I can't take you anywhere. (laughs) And we were having a full-on conversation about perimenopause. We were talking about everything that we're talking about now because I just started talking to this woman who was waiting for her two friends to get out of the lake. So that, to me, is as loose as a, a legacy is for me is and it's similar to what Julia said just having an it's a sign an expression a moment in time with somebody that means that you can you know have a positive um, impression on somebody's life at that moment in time because I think we all have to deal with so much and a lot of us don't talk about it and I feel that even just doing a podcast like this even if one person listens to it and gets something out of it then we've all done something we've all done something today that allows us to have a bit of a legacy so yeah. I've stopped crying now <laughs> I think it goes back to that labeling doesn't it because what we it'd be really interesting with the generations before us because obviously Rosanna you're much younger than I am and you're all younger than I am Becky and like talking to my son who's 19 you know what we've been brought up with believing is success and, and I was talking to my son about it last night, actually, that whole thing about money mm. and having things and materialism and them being the measures of success. And Zach and I were talking, I was like, well, what is success? You know, we were talking about, we got it all got a bit heavy. We were talking about the age of Aquarius and the equinox and blah, 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 blah. But how we are moving into a new sort of era, you know, all these cataclysmic things that have been happening these monumental shifts and changes on the one hand because I find this really interesting on the one hand you've got social media that is 
putting out there you have to have this perfect world and it, you have to look a certain way and you have oh. to be a certain thing and you have to shout about it from the rooftops and put a message out every day about how wonderful everything is but on the other hand there's this this different path and movement around that's all rubbish actually it's about authenticity it's about who you are it's about who you're helping it's about the planet it's about you know what you you know talk about loads Becky and you know one of your business drivers about sustainability and and you know protecting the planet and making great choices around that and I think you know this the legacy piece now you could open that up even further because we're all very aware of the fact that you know the planet is in a bit of crisis and what can we all do to make a positive difference to to the planet and existence god this is getting really heavy isn't it um and I don't quite know where I'm going with this but that that whole labeling thing and and what we think we've all been putting these shells up and I think definitely being city girls I we've lived in London for many many years and operating in that world which I love you know I love being in London and I miss it hugely not being there but equally you do, do put up this barrier this you know not you're not becoming robots but you don't interact that often if somebody smiles at you on the tube I was coming back from London on on Monday evening and some guy came and sat opposite me he had really curly hair and I've got quite curly hair and he sat opposite me and he leant forward and he said how do you get your hair to look like that <laughs> and I was thinking oh is this a bit of an odd and I said I just leave it and he said really? he said look at mine it's such a mirror I thought his hair was fabulous he said, I don't mind, it's really, 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 so what do I do with it? And I said, well, I'll just leave mine, because I wasn't quite sure what to say. And he was, you know, quite smiley, and then he got up at the next stop, and as he left, he said, thanks, and left. And I thought, why are you thanking me? What have I done? And I thought, that's an example of, immediately, my barriers go up. Immediately, yeah. I think. But that's what society has yeah. led us to believe, that anything you talk to the window. Yeah, or, or am I... I don't know. It just immediately that sort of barrier. So you, Becky, saying, you know, smiling at somebody and giving somebody. I mean, I talk about like a lot of this when I'm with clients about validation. We all need validating. We all need to be seen. We all need to to know. My dad. Sorry, I'm digressing. My dad was talking today. My dad's eighty eight. He'll be eighty nine this year, and. He lives, he's got a flat in a purpose-built retirement place. And he was talking about a guy that's a gentleman who's there, who lives on his own, and he's recently had to go into hospital for an operation. And apparently this man has no family, no family, no family at all. No siblings, no parents left, was never married, no children, has lived a very isolated life. He has no friends. He has no one that comes to see him. He no one no one and one of the women has been helping him since he came out of hospital and getting his shopping or doing whatever she's doing and we were just talking about it when he was over the other day about how would that feel not being validated not being needed not being significant in any way in anybody's life how how would that feel awful we all need validation we all Mm. need so what you were saying earlier Becky and you know feeling emotional about it is right you're giving people validation even if it's a smile or a wave or a thanks or a whatever mm. we're all human beings we all need it most but definitely we, yeah but we all get sort of 
stuck in our little bubbles, don't we? And don't want anyone to come in because it's too scary to let them in. But what's life for if it isn't for letting people in and having yeah? Everybody, we just we also we need significance and validation, but we're also so scared of being hurt. We are fragile, fragile beings, Um, and I'm actually going through a time where I'm thinking, okay, I need to bring down my barriers because otherwise I'm probably going to live a bit of a miserable life because, you know, I love connection as we all do. We all need connection. We all need love. Um, And I'm now just discovering this more vulnerable part of myself where I feel like I, I can open up and I will try and open up and in order to, I don't know, feel more. I think that's what it does. I think it must be, it must be sad, but I don't, I don't, you don't know how somebody else feels about a situation, do you? No, no. And I think that piece, like you said, was about opening up and showing the vulnerability, a, a big piece that comes in there is trust. And it's mm-hmm. trust of yourself first and foremost. It's trusting you and that you can handle that and you can deal with it. And also it's about, who you feel you can trust so you begin gradually don't you opening up to people that around you that you trust that they they will respect the fact that you're showing your vulnerability and they will uh, open up and you can trust that they won't damage you sort of thing as a consequence of it but we are I think that's so, so strong what you said you know we're all very vulnerable and what keeps coming into my mind is obviously we've all been through and are continuing to go through the change in the world as a consequence of the pandemic and I've found to a degree I've become quite comfortable with being quite protected positive and I've thought quite a lot about I don't necessarily feel I need to go back out into the world in the way that I was there before whereas some people feel desperately they need to go back out and they find it hard to be closeted and I, and I don't know where that will go and I don't know how that would impact us on a long-term basis I'm sure there'll be good stuff that comes out of it and not so good stuff I think that's the thing for me as well like you've just said about vulnerability that for me is what I find with women I think it's about finding that step to actually be vulnerable and talking to someone like me about something that is so personal which is which is their wardrobe. Because the first thing people say to me is, oh, you're not looking, I can't show you my wardrobe, it's a mess, or everything in my wardrobe is, you know, it's tatty, it doesn't look good. And it's a bit like, it's it's actually making, you know, or realising that you don't, you can, it's not, it's, you have got to be vulnerable, but you're also opening up to someone that's not going to judge you because we it's not about that it's about supporting somebody to go on a journey like you said Julia earlier on and actually helping people to realize that you have to take that first step don't you you have to do something every day I've got a little post-it that I keep up do something every day that scares you um and I think doing a podcast like this would have scared me a couple of years ago but that doesn't I'm like that get me there I'll do it I'll talk it's fine other things now that I'm having to do so I think you know, as well, that's the other thing that Julia and I are doing is that if, they, if women spend time with us and we can help them together and realise that what they say, we're all probably feeling the same way or we've all felt the same way, that we're all validating each other. 
realizing that what we've got to say is significant and then by opening up to what is your vulnerability it makes you so much stronger mm-hmm. in you know in the, there's been things before in the past that I've thought oh, I don't want to do that today I don't want to do that today and I've had to push myself and I've done it and I come away thinking I'm so glad I did that because I now feel so much better in myself but it's hard to do that and I think if you can do it in a sisterhood support network yeah um which I think that's what Julia and I realised is that the two of us together doing something like this, you know, we support each other um, it, because we do. It's, it was nice to turn up with someone every week and have somebody rather than being our own individual sole business owners is doing something together, marketing something together, showing up together. That actually has been a massive bonus for me this last year, I think, Julia. Yeah, um, and that's what that's what excites me both me the most about what I do going forward for the next six months it's about the fact that I can have continue having this connection with you where we build this community and you know we do go on to write our book and we do laugh about a tv series but why would we what what is why do you have to stop at that why can't you do so and that's where I that's where I'm on this crusade my husband Steve says god you're on a crusade he said do it is that why can we not be the people that go and do that? And and why can't why can't people that aren't, you know, well known by everybody start doing something? There's space for so many people. And I think that's what Julia and I have talked about. There's space for everybody in this world and that everybody can have a piece of the pie. And it's not just going to be about, you know, big for me in terms of what I do, big stores anymore. It's about there's independence, there's pop-ups, there's all this kind of thing where everybody can actually have make a living and be happy making a living at what they do. And actually, what do we all need? We don't need everything that we've got. And like you said, Julia, about money and reward and success. There's so much in life that is rewarding that doesn't always come down to money. Yes, we need to we need to eat and we need to survive, but we don't need to put so much pressure on ourselves with it all because what at the end of the day, that's why I like a smile and a bit of a wave because it might give people the encouragement to really go for what they believe in. And, you know, we can all, like I say, we can all have a big, we can all have a bit of a piece of that pie. But I think you doing this, Rosanna, mm. and obviously we've talked about it a lot when we've been working together, you're providing that platform. You're yeah. providing you know, you've, you've taken that leap and you're giving Becky and I a voice yeah, today love it. to share with other people in the hope that it might be one word or one sentence or one thing that resonates with somebody and makes them feel better or makes them think, well, I'm going to bloody do that. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've got a little post-it stuck on my computer that says the only risk in life is not is to not take the risk not taking risk is the biggest gamble of all. Yeah. And that's from Marisa Peer, for those of you that know her, a fabulous lady. And it is, what are we afraid of? What are we afraid of? If you never give it a go, it's never going to happen anyway, is it? Yeah. It once. Absolutely. And it's so funny mentioning, like, why I do this podcast. And there are part, I'm sat here grinning because there are parts of this conversation this morning that have... It, I, like we talk about like serendipity and synchronicity some of the things that you two have said have just I've actually been journaling about and thinking about this morning um it's like you couldn't write it and then so and I've actually a, applied for an, an award this morning or a small business Saturday um and 
Uh, you're gonna win, I, you're gonna win, you're gonna win. <laughs> and I was mentioned and, and I spoke about the podcast because what this does is it a it shares the incredible things that you two are doing and everybody that I speak to, but so that it gives you a platform to, I mean, I hope that people listening to this come on your workshop, but it also helps people listening to this think I can do, I can do, I've got a passion that I want to follow and I can do that. And, and, you know, it's just, it's all interconnected. It's all just, it's a, and I say, I must say this every bloody episode is it's all a ripple effect it's all it's a chain reaction you support one person you then support that then supports another person that makes an impact in a different town it makes an impact in a different country it ripple effect throughout the world and it just makes the world a better place having these conversations helping women with what they wear and how they feel about themselves and tackling those fears. It's funny that both of your quotes are, are about about fear and about just taking the risk and, and, and doing those things that scare you because that is what makes you grow. And that is what it makes you grow. In, and again, that's it's like the compound effect, isn't it? Every time you do one thing, it, you do it once, you do it again, and over three days you might not notice it, but over three months you will have improved like 300%. And if you reframe fear that every time you feel scared, it's because you're learning something yeah. new. Because that actually is what it is. And I know we talk about it in the programme and we've talked about it together, actually, individually together. But actually, the physiological changes that take place in your body when you're fearful versus when you're excited are exactly the same, exactly yeah. the same. So shortness of breath, mm. uh, the way you feel, heart rate increasing, everything is exactly the same. So if you reframe it when you're feeling scared and think, actually, I'm excited. That's mm. what I'm feeling, not fear, but excitement because I'm going to do something I've never done before and it's really exciting. Yeah. Then you can shift your thinking around it and help you move forward. Because if we never did feel fear, if and you know that that famous book, feel the fear and do it anyway, mm. by Susan Jefferson, which is a may is an amazing book. I read it yeah, years ago, about five copies of it, I think. Um, but if you never let yourself feel fear, you would never move forward. You would be yeah. living a little life in a little bubble in a little. It'll be little, but you yeah. out. And if you don't achieve what you wanted to, you've achieved more than you would have done if you've never done it. Absolutely. And then, yeah, you can't fail. You can learn. learn. That's what you've taught me. Yeah, you just Amazing. do it. Yeah. And you know what you you know what you just said about the feelings. You said that to me when we were doing our workshops for years. And even when I started to talk today, I get that racy heartbeat, and I feel I can hear my voice sound shaky. And I've realised since I've met Julia, and only since I've met Julia, that it's not fear; it's excitement because I'm because I like. I used to love presenting at work and sometimes I'd start off by sounding a bit jittery and then um, I'd be like, no, no, Julia's told me it was never fear. It was always the fact that I wanted to act. I was excited about what I was doing. So, you know, all those years you've cleared up the fact that I thought I was fearful, Julia, but actually I wasn't. I was just excited. <laughs> and what an amazing like revelation that is. Yeah, it was a revelation. 
So, right. We are running out of time, ladies. So I am going to, I know. So last question, and this is always a really deep one, but we are going to have to keep it quite sure. Right. What piece of advice can you give to women to live a meaningful life and live and leave a legacy? What piece of advice? I mean, I think there's so much advice in this to be taken from this conversation, but. Oh, bloody hell. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. I, go for it. Try it. Just do it. I just take action. I think that the biggest advice, if you sit and procrastinate and pontificate and should I and shouldn't I and what about this and what if that happens? Am I good enough? Am I, da, 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 you'll be sitting there for a long time and you're never yeah. going to be forward. And I just think just give it a go, whatever giving it a go is, and see what happens because it will enrich your life. You will be, a, you will become a different person as a consequence of it. So just do it. Just <laughs> do it. That's my piece of advice. Amazing. Love it. Becky, you're up. I'd say the same thing. I'd say do what you want to do and do what feels right for you. And I I always say this to any women that I meet or any women that I speak to, and it's explore, experiment and enjoy. So, you know, explore what it is. I relate that back to your wardrobe. So I'm like, explore what's in it, experiment with what's in it and enjoy wearing what's in it. But it, it it relates back to life. So just explore what you want to do and what feels right and then experiment with it. And then whatever you land on, just enjoy it. But if you don't give it a go, then you'll never know. And, and that's something I've said to people, if anyone ever wants to speak to me, I've started my own thing. I've gone from a big corporate job to doing something totally on my own. So from working with a massive team to doing something on my own, it's like, it is scary and it is hard and you do have to motivate yourself. But I have to tell myself, if I wasn't doing this, would I have ever been happy that I hadn't tried it? And I would kick myself yeah. that I hadn't tried something because I know full well someone else would have done it. And I would be like, I wish I'd done that. So explore, experiment and enjoy. And can I, I just it. add one thing, one little thing? Because again, I was talking to my son about this last night. Everything always changes. Nothing yeah. stays the same it constantly evolves and changes. You constantly change and evolve. And where you're at now will not be where you'll be at in a year, two years, three years, four years, five years. So if you don't like where you are, it will constantly evolve. Yeah, 100%. Ladies, this conversation has been absolutely incredible. And I've got a feeling I'm going to get you back for round two. Um, (laughs) um, Because I think we could talk for hours. And when I have my TV show, you two will be my first guests. Yeah, thank you, thank you. (laughs) I was so excited throughout this whole conversation. I feel everything we spoke about is so important for women to hear. The lessons that I took are we all face imposter syndrome. And I think the best way to get over that is to realise that we all have it. It's such a freeing thought. And that we can prepare ourselves to tackle imposter syndrome by dressing in a way that empowers us. And it doesn't have to be power suits. God, I wish I knew that years ago but also by delving into the powers of the subconscious mind and building our confidence from the base up. Vulnerability isn't a weakness, which was a huge lesson for me as someone who has felt her entire life that she has to be strong. And turning fear into excitement, 
a wonderful little trick of the mind that I've been using for years and guess what? It works. I found the conversation around investment and women seeking investment particularly interesting as this is something that I've been following for a while, trying to build the courage to do it myself. I can't wait to see how the world changes in the coming years as women step into their power. I love how Becky and Julia have connected over a simple call. I can't believe I thought they'd known each other for years. Well, I can because they have such a connection. And from their connection, they're affecting so many people's lives in such a positive way. Their passion to help boost women's confidence is so evident. And this episode gives me goosebumps when I listen back to it. If you'd like to learn more about what Julia and Becky are up to, get on one of their incredibly lifting workshops, then please follow them on Instagram. Their links are in the show notes. You can also connect with me on Instagram through the links in the show notes. And if you'd enjoyed this episode, all that I ask is you share it with a friend, somebody that you feel may need to hear this. You just don't know what kind of impact that can have. Have a wonderful day. I would also like to thank everybody for listening to Design Your Legacy. Every listener, every rating, every comment means so much to me because I know that hopefully this has had a positive impact on your day and maybe even your life, as I find a lot of inspiring stories can. As part of my wider mission, I want to encourage and support women all around the world to live their best life possible. And one way that I'm doing this is for every woman I interview on the podcast I am giving a micro business loan to a woman in Malawi to help support her in entrepreneurship so thank you once again for listening I really hope you've enjoyed the episode and have a wonderful day